Hi there, ladies, and welcome back to The Feminine Domain, episode three. I hope that you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And in fact, today's choice of topic was birthed over this past Thanksgiving weekend as I enjoyed food and fellowship, not only in my own home, but in the homes of several other sisters in Christ. So today we're going to spend just a few brief minutes um, thinking about homemaking. So my Thanksgiving weekend um, commenced with dinner at my friend Carly's house. Carly and Rylan um, are dear friends and we have a little tradition of the elders and wives of Hill City get together for a little Thanksgiving meal every year. And so this year as we pulled into the driveway, um, my firstborn said, oh, I love coming to Auntie Carly for Thanksgiving. She makes the best food. And she does. She makes an amazing turkey. It was the best turkey, hands down, that we've ever had. Um, And we went into her beautiful home, which she had painted since the last time we were there. The whole main floor had been given a facelift. It was so warm and bright. And her piano as well was um, this lovely green color. Um, But basically, Carly put so much time and thought into the making of a beautiful home, um, which blesses not only those within her walls, but overflows to bless my family and others um, outside of her immediate family. So um, as I was thinking about this, I also remembered sweet Dara, who recently, in the last little while, got married this summer, this past summer, to Calvin in our church. And I was recently at her house Um, the house that she now shares with Calvin. Um, And I remember that place when it was just a bachelor pad with Calvin and Matthew. And I went there for a shower, a bridal shower that Dara was hosting for another young lady in our church. And I turned to her and I said, Dara, this is a different house. Um, Completely transformed And she laughed and said, I added the feminine touch and I think Calvin likes it. Um, But these are two examples in our small little church of the fact that homemaking is central to the way that God has created us as women, um, despite our culture's open disdain for this reality. Um, But don't take my word for it, um, that homemaking is part of who we are made to be as women God's word is very clear on this. Um, So in Titus chapter 2, verse 5, it says that the older women in the church should teach the younger women to do what? This is what it says. To be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. So there's a lot in this verse, and I'm not going to dive into submission today, although it's coming, so stay tuned. There will be a future podcast on submission, maybe a few. Um, But for the purpose of today's discussion, um, I just want us to notice that a priority on working at home is something that older women are to pass on to the younger women. Um, Note also here that the goal of this is that the word of God may not be reviled. Ladies, do we realize 
that our failure to be homeward focused, our neglect of our duties at home, actually causes the word of God to be reviled? And what would change on the ground if we really took this to heart? On the flip side, um, listen to this beautiful description from Psalm 128 of a home that is functioning according to God's design. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. So where does verse 3 of Psalm 128 say that the wife functions like a fruitful vine? Where? Within the house, in the home. You know, people will often insert here, well, yes, but you work outside the home too. And Proverbs 31, woman worked outside. But even when we examine that text in Proverbs 31, she does the work that she does for the benefit of her home, not at the expense of those in her home. Ladies, our homes must be our first priority. This is a convicting and crucial reminder for me and an area that I have failed in time and time again. But I want us to listen to how J.R. Miller puts it in his little book entitled Secrets of a Happy Home Life. Okay, so this is J.R. Miller. He says, Home is the true wife's kingdom. There, first of all places, she must be strong and beautiful. She may touch life outside in many ways, if she can do it without slighting the duties that are hers within her own doors. But if any calls for her service must be declined, they should not be the duties of her home. These are hers and no other ones. Very largely does the wife hold in her hands as a sacred trust the happiness and the highest good of the hearts that nestle there. The best husband, the truest, the noblest, the gentlest, the richest hearted, cannot make his home happy if his wife be not, in every reasonable sense, a helpmate to him. In the last analysis, home happiness does depend on the wife. Her spirit gives the home its atmosphere. Her hands fashion its beauty. Her heart makes its love. And the end is so worthy, so noble, so divine, that no woman who has been called to be a wife and has listened to the call should consider any price too great to pay to be the light, the joy, the blessing, the inspiration of a home. The woman who makes a sweet, beautiful home, filling it with love and prayer and purity, is doing something better than anything else her hands could find to do beneath the sky. Do we believe this? So this, that, that's the end of his quote, and this is me asking these questions now. Do we believe this, ladies? Or have we embraced the lies of the world, rolling our eyes at that which God calls good? Do we say yes to things outside our homes, at the expense of our God-given responsibilities? 
I have personally been helped by the realization that every yes I give to something is necessarily a no to something else. We are finite beings. We can't be and do all the things. So let's make sure that we are women who say yes to God and to the duties that he has told us to prioritize. So for us who are married, this means that after God, our husbands are our first priority. Then come our children, if God has given us children. And wrapped up in both of these is the home that we are called to weave in order to bless the people that God has given us. As J.R. Miller says, the best husband, the truest, noblest, gentlest, richest hearted, cannot make his home happy if his wife be not in every reasonable sense a helpmate to him. In the last analysis, home happiness does depend on the wife. Okay, and we see this in Genesis 2.18, right? That it was not good that man was alone and that God made a helper suitable for him. A helper being one who supplies strength where it is lacking. That's Trillian Ubell's definition. And we can't get away from this reality that we as women were made to be helpers, nor should we try. If the God of heaven and earth is referred to in scripture as the helper of his people, then why on earth do we shy away from our identity as helpers, as ones who supply strength where it is lacking? So the goal of this episode um, really is to exhort us to give ourselves as women to the work at hand, be it the laundry or the cooking, mopping, making the bed, whatever the task is that God has given you in your home, do it for God's glory and for the good of those that he has blessed you with. Okay, and I'm going to close with a short quote here from J.R. Miller because he says it better than I can. Few things we can do in this world are so well worth doing as the making of a beautiful and happy home. He who builds this that he who does this builds a sanctuary for God and opens a fountain of blessing for men. Far more than we know, do the strength and beauty of our lives depend upon the home in which we dwell. He who goes forth in the morning from a happy, loving, prayerful home into the world's strife, temptation, struggle, and duty, is strong, inspired for noble and victorious living. The children who are brought up in a true home go out trained and equipped for life's battles and tasks, carrying in their hearts a secret of strength which will make them brave and loyal to God and will keep them pure in the world's sorest temptations. We may all do loving service, therefore, by helping to make one of the world's homes, the one in which we dwell, brighter and happier. No matter how plain it may be or how old-fashioned, if love be in it, if prayer connect it with heaven, if Christ's benediction be upon it, it will be a transfigured spot. Poverty is no cross if the home be full of bright cheer. The hardest toil is light if love sings its songs amid the clatter. So blessings on your week, ladies, and may God give us all the grace to be wise women who build our houses and don't tear them down. 